Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. Good morning, everyone. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader. It is 9.12 a.m. on a Monday. It is March 1st. It is the last month of the first quarter, so we have four and a half weeks to find a way to make this week, this first quarter of 2021 much better than we can expect. Well, all that being said, the market's not even open yet, but here we are taking a look at what's happening, and I want to go through this as quickly as possible. As you can hear all the noise in the background, when people say you can actually trade anywhere and you can podcast from anywhere, they are right. I am at a truck stop on the side of the I-95 heading to Florida. My kids just sold their house and I'm helping them move, but hey, the market opens up and I got to do what I got to do. So it is what it is. Let's jump on in and get started and see where we are and what we're going to do today. So we have three positions that we took from last week. Uh, Colgate, Palmolive, uh, Hasbro, and QCOM. Uh, we got 900 shares of, of CL, 800 shares of, of uh, Hasbro, and 1,000 shares of QCOM. So let's jump in and see where we are, see what's happening, and see what we're going to do. Okay, so Colgate, Palmolive, if we put it into the one-year chart, she started out last year at 75.31, found its low at 58.83, had a nice incline all the way up to a new trading range on the, right around the high of the year at 86.38. She's traveled there for about two months, two and a half months, maybe even three months, before sliding down and continuing to slide down and closing at 75.20 on Friday. Now, the market hasn't opened up yet, so I'm kind of curious as to find out what we're going to be looking at when we actually do open up, which is only going to be like uh, 16 minutes away. So we're actually uh, waiting for some warmer weather before, not warmer weather, uh, we're just waiting for everyone to go to the bathroom because a rest stop is basically a rest stop for people to stop and rest. <laughs> that's about what it is. So that's what we're doing. Okay. That being said, let's jump on in and take a look at Colgate Palmolive. Uh, take a look at the seasonality chart, see what that looks like. I'm going to bide my time and wait it out for 15 minutes so it actually does open up. All right, so the blue line represents what's happening this year. As you can see, she opened up high in January. It just keep on coming down, which is uncharacteristic of Colgate Palmolive because they usually start in low in January and just escalate right up until mid-February, to the end of February, dip down a little bit in the end of March, and go back up again in, in the end of April. It, it, it's kind of like all over the place in the first, the first two quarters. But after that, she kind of goes up and stays into a trading range before dropping back off to the end of the year. Because it's Colgate Palmolive. It's, it's not a, you know, it's not, it's not a fancy product. It's not, um, you know, stuff we're looking at this is you know toothpaste shampoo tissue paper stuff like that 
So it, it's uh, kind of hard to tell what's going on. All right, so what we can look at for the upcoming weeks is a little bit more of a downtrend by tomorrow should be the bottom. So if we waited to see if it bottoms out today, what it's indicating by the seasonality, we could always just wait to jump in tomorrow and see if the options are better. Because we have no idea what the op- what the uh, market maker is actually thinking. we got 15 minutes here to fiddle around, see what's going on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the, the three that we carried over. Then I'm going to look into the market uh, watch to see what's coming up for this week. And then we will jump in and see what the options are going for. Hopefully the market will be up by then. we only got 14 minutes to go. So as we're looking at the uh, seasonality on Colgate, just look, hypothetically, based on historical performances, this thing should continue to go down uh, today and tomorrow should bottom out based on 10 years of history. But we'll find out. So with that in mind, let's go take a look at Hasbro. First, I got to bring up my standard chart. And then we want to take a look at Hasbro, Hasbro Toys. Well, I used to love Hasbro's toys growing up. I remember the elephants and the giraffes, those little plastic things you stick together. They don't even make those things anymore. They were so cool when we were little. All right, so anyway, Hasbro started out the year in the one year chart at 79.49, drops down, finds its low at 42.37. That's when the market crashed last year in the middle of March, like everything else. Didn't take long for it to jump right back to where she was by the end of April. She's right back in the same trading range. But with all that activity from the low to the right back where she was, where was that? Uh, 42 to where she was at 79. So that's almost a 100% increase. So with a move like that, of course, it's going to be profit taken. So there was profit taking. And then, <coughs> sorry. Then it was right back down to 61, so in that area, and then she jumps right back toward the trading range where she was. You know, so people took their profits, and then they jumped back in as it decided to escalate. And then she goes sideways for quite a bit to the end of September before hitting a new high of the year in January 14th. Going sideways for a little bit, settling in at 93.71, where she is right at the moment. And uh, from there, let's take a look at the season. Now, what we can expect for Hasbro for the next coming uh, next week. Or actually, for this week. Um, ooh, that doesn't look good at all. Yeah, Hasbro is going to be in a free fall for the next couple of weeks when she finds her bottom somewhere in March before she actually makes a turnaround. So we're just going to end up writing, uh, what do you call that? Covered calls on those. See if we can bring in some uh, some premium. So Because remember, we want to get that 1% per week. And, and on a $100,000 account, 1% is 1000 bucks. So at this moment in time, we got zero. Now, we could wait till tomorrow to see what happens. Because uh, like I said, I am traveling and it's only 20 past 9. From there, we got to go and find out where we are with QCOM. Now, QCOM started out the year last year at 82. From there, she found her low at 56. Bounces off that. And it's a nice escalate. I like to count where a couple gap ups. And she gapped up in July, into July, and she gapped up again in, at the end of October. She settled into a training range and making a new high of 168 in January. Now, interesting things about gaps is they have a tendency to fill themselves. 
to the upside and to the downside. So we had a gap up, a nice size gap up in, in November, right around election. You know, well, uh, what's his name? Oh, Joey Boy, Biden. He gets elected and then this thing just shoots up from, was it 129 to 145 overnight. Now, I'm not going to bother with finding out the details. Why did it? Because I really don't care. The only thing I care about is what is it going to do in the next five days? So if I want to take a look at what the news is uh, or what's trending with QCOM, I could do that. But I really don't care because I'm looking at the fact that there's a dividend coming up in, in a week. Because last week it was two weeks. So not this week, but next week they have a dividend coming up. I got a thousand shares. I can collect a premium, collect a profit on it. If not, I can always wait it out and collect a collect the dividend next week and then wait for it to get back to what it normally is. Now, let's jump in and take a look at the seasonality so we can expect from QCOM for the next couple of days. All right. Here she is. She's opened up. Now, QCOM doesn't look as erratic as uh, Colgate-Palmolive and Hasbro. But she is in a slight bit of a downtrend. She's almost going like side... She's going sideways for this week. So if we could... Get a, uh, what do you call that? We could collect a premium by selling a covered call, but we're so far into the money on this one. Let's find out where we actually sit with our trade with QCOM. So we actually bought QCOM at 144. Okay. Now she's going to go sideways, probably from where she is. At least that's what the chart is telling me. She's at 136. And I'm thinking if we sell the 144s, it's not that far out of the money. So I might be able to get a decent premium on it. I'm not even gonna bother looking at the moment because I wanna get this I wanna get back on the road and actually get to where I'm going. So let's open up the market, watch it, see what we have coming up for this week with the dividends. Alright, February. Uh, we don't want February, we want March. We're in March one. And here we go, March one. All right, so we're looking at what's happening on the 15th, which is actually the 16th, as we wait for this thing to open up. Okay, uh, so we got four. We're going to take a look at four today. DLR, I'm assuming that's dollar. The dollar Tree, Dollar Store, I don't know who it is. DLR. DLR is Digital Realty Trust. All right, well, they started out the year last year at 128. They found their low at 106. Kind of like uh, took them about a week or so, actually a couple of days to get right back to where they were from the low. She's kind of all over the place, finding a new high at 165, turning down a little bit. She's going sideways for the past couple of months. She's sitting at 134 at the moment. She's in a downtrend, which doesn't make me happy, Camper. Let's take a look at the seasonality, see what that looks like before we even decide if this is even worth it. Because we don't know where the bottom is at the moment. All right, this is going to go down a little bit more. She's going to settle in uh, today and tomorrow. Then she's going to go an uptrend. So this might be one to, to take a look at, DLR. But I'm not going to take a look at it because the market's opening up in eight minutes. I got three more to look at. HI is the next one we're going to take a peek at. Let's get back to the regular standard chart so we're looking at our candlesticks. Okay, so. Hillenbrand. HI, Hillenbrand. I never heard of them. Anyway. Hillenbrand started out the last year at 2388, found its low in mid-March at 13, which is a 50% reduction. Now, it took them 
from mid-March all the way into mid-May before they get back to where they were. But once they get back to where they were, they just started, and this is a beautiful upscale. But, you know, they, they have their profit-taking, and then then it goes up, and then more profit-taking, goes up, more profit-taking, goes up, profit-taking, up, profit-taking, up, profit-taking. So right now she's uh, at a new high on thir- last Thursday at 48.84. Friday she, she she opened up all on the downside, and she closed at 46. So it would be kind of interesting to see what the market maker has for Hillebrand for um, for today, for this week. All right, so seasonality for these guys is a slow decline. So I'm just going to pass on them. OLED, O-L-E-D. Let's first bring up the standard chart before we open up OLED. All right, so OLED, O-L-E-D. One-year chart for OLED. What is that? Universal Display Corporation. Okay, they say so. It started out uh, a year ago at 160, found its low at 105. From there, beautiful stair step all the way up to the high in January of 263. But from there, she's just sliding downward. It looks like she may have found a bottom at 202. Because they did find a temporary bottom at 229. A little bit of profit taken, but then she she dropped down. But as you can see, on the 23rd, last Tuesday, it looks like, that could be the bottom because the next two days, next three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, she's uh, trending upwards. So that one doesn't look that bad. Let's see what the seasonality looks like for these guys. All right, seasonality for OLED. She's going sideways, which is not that bad, but it's not, you know, ideal. But let's take a look. We got uh, five more minutes before the market opens, so we find out what's going on. So let's go back to the standard chart. We got the last one to take a look at, which is ROST. They got a 28 cent dividend. And let's see what they're looking at. ROST. Boy, the wind's starting to pick up pretty good. I don't know how this is going to sound, but hey. It is what it is. We trade anywhere. We have to deal with what we got in front of us. Okay, so Ross started out the year last year at 114. Found its bottom at 57. From there, she jumps up. She can't quite get back to where she was. She peters out at 104. Drops back down to the trading range of 88. And just goes sideways right up to election time. Once the election comes, she gaps up. Finds a new trading range. And a new high at 123. She'll be going sideways in that little area for quite a while. Two down days on Thursday and Friday. It'll be interesting to see what happens come this uh, this after this morning when she opens up. Let's get to the seasonality chart for our old, for Ross. They look like they're. I'm, I'm just not even going to bother with these guys. This is like a downtrend. Ed. It's not even worth mentioning. All right. So that being said, the photo we just looked at. You know what? Just for the fun of it, we have two more. KSS and LVS. Let's look at those two real quick. All right. KSS. KSS. I might have to do this again tomorrow only because of the the noise. I'm not quite sure how well you guys can hear me. So, doing my best. You know? All right. So, KSS is actually Kohl's. Cole started out last year, or 
52 weeks ago at 39.74. From there, she finds his low of the year in April 1st. She hit the low, the, the mid-March lows like everyone else did, but she went even a little bit lower than on April 1st. But from there, she just goes sideways all year long, right up until the election. She doesn't do anything the whole summer long. Ugh, that kind of hurt. Okay, so she hits uh, the 2203 in November once the new election, I mean, after the new president gets, gets elected. From there, she goes from 22 up to 55. That's more than double. All right, she made a new high at 58. She settled down at 55 where she is now. And let's check out the seasonality on Kohl's. See if they actually have anything happening in, in the uh, end of the first quarter. And apparently, they don't. Yep, downtrend. All right, so the last one on the list. Where did it go? It was here a minute ago. All right, well, that being said, we got two minutes to the market opens. Let's open up and see what we're looking at. All right, we'll go back to monitor. Get to our three positions. First one on the list is CL. Now, I have to wait until the market opens, which is two minutes from now. So what do you guys want to talk about while we're waiting? How about this for an idea? Uh, now, dividend capturing has been around for 400 years since the stock market opened. It all started with the... Uh, the VOC, the Dutch East, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh no. I've been doing it so long, I'm having a brain freeze. Is it the Dutch East India Shipping Company? I think that could be it. The VOC, anyway, they started out in 1602. And uh, they had, what do you call it? Uh, it was the first publicly traded company. So that's where our that's where our stock market started in 1602 with the Dutch East India Shipping Company. Now, when they got when they got the idea to come up with the biggest shipping company the world's ever seen, they had to go door to door to get uh, what do you call that? Oh, they went door to door selling shares. So anyone who bought a share was entitled. Up oh, here goes the marketing bell. Now, that's the marketing bell. What's going to happen is everything is going to activate pretty shortly. So I'm not going to find out where we're after. But let me finish my story. First one we want to see is CL. See what the market maker has in mind. All right. The market maker had it gapping up at 75. And she's at 75.58. So where do we have CL? I'm pretty sure we had 900 shares. at 80. All right, so let's see what the 80s are going for at this moment. The 80s. I need a little bit more. 14 strikes is not going to be enough. Let's see all of them. 80. Here we go. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay, so the market's going up. I don't know where it's going to go, so you know what I'm going to do? Considering I don't have much time, I actually have plenty of time, but the wind is kind of making it uncomfortable. There's not a lot I can actually do while I'm sitting here because of the noise. And at 75.66, you know what? And I could probably jump back on a little bit later to find out exactly where the market is going to go. 75.76, because these numbers aren't 
not refreshing this quick. It's only been open for a minute. 75, I go 78 maybe. 78 is for one penny. Yeah, I don't think so. 78.50. Yeah, not re not registering at the moment. All right, so that's CL. Hasbro. Let's see what Hasbro opening up. H-A-S. Oh, nice. Hasbro opened up a little bit higher. 95.51. So where were we with Hasbro? 97. Well, I should be able to get a nice number. So I'm going to sell the 97 and a half on Hasbro. That's what we have at H-A-S. We bought it at 97. H-A-S. It's at 95. Let's collapse this right here. Alright, the 95's at a buck. What did I have? Just want to make sure. Uh, yeah, because I'm getting to that point where I need to find out. View trades. All right, 97.60. All right, so 97.60 is what we got it for. 97 is at 5 cents. 97.50 is at 5 cents. So I'm going to put it at... $0.60. Cents. I'm just going to go for the day because I'm going to check it again tomorrow. She might get filled. She might not. That's $600. Bucks. Now, that was weird. I tried to sell because I have... Here, 60. I want to sell Hasbro. I only have 800. That's probably why I was trying to sell 10. I can't do that. I gotta sell eight. All right, so there we go. That would be 480 bucks. It gets me almost halfway. It's gonna sit there for the day and see what happens. Uh, the next we're gonna look at is Qcom. So let's bring up Qcom. QCOM, market maker has her gapped up. All right. Not, not a huge gap up, but let's see where we are. We're at 144 with QCOM, aren't we? Yeah, QCOM's at 144. Let's see what they're trading at. QCOM. And we want to look at the 144 because that's what we paid for it. All right. 20 cents. All right, so 20 cents. We cut to the premium on it last week. I'm going to take this up to 35. We have 1,000 shares. So I'm just going to leave it at 35 and see if she gets filled for the day. If not, you know, that's another 350. So that's seven. Where do we want to go? Last on the list is Colgate-Palmolive. Let's do that real quick. 
All right, she went up a little bit more to 74, 75.74. And we're at like 97, aren't we? Pretty sure. No, we're at 80. Okay, she's at almost at 76, and we got the 80s. All right, so let's go. We're at the 80s. Right there. So I want to do the 78s. I'm going to do 78.50s. We're so close. And you know, I'm going to do 20 cents. We carried, we got so much money off of this one because we bought it a long time ago. We collected, we collected the dividend. We collected the premium, 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 premium. So we're getting a nice little return on Colgate Palmolive. All right, I'm going to set up for 20 cents for the day. All right, that being said, that's our 1000 bucks out of those three positions. Oops, I can't do 10. <laughs> it's funny. How many do I have? I have nine, so I can only do nine. All right, try that again. Uh, oops. Put 20 cents, do nine contracts. All right, so nine contracts, 20 minutes, 200 bucks. All right, that being said, that's our 1000 bucks for the day, or uh, for the week. I doubt they're going to get filled because the market's kind of all over the place, but we'll see what happens. And I'm going to see how well this, this recording came out. I'm going to send it out anyway because you guys actually know what it's like to actually do some trading while you're on the road. Well, the trading part is easy because you don't have to talk about it. But doing a podcast in the wind is a little tough. But let's see how it works. I'm kind of excited. If not, I can smooth it out tomorrow. You guys have a great day, and I will catch you tomorrow. wraps up another session i want to thank you for joining us if you want to follow along with some of these live session trades let us know if you have any questions we can get back to you and have a great day